Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? How's your week been this week? Again, it's just crazy. I've had a bit of a cold which has not been fun, that just is not seeming to go away. Which is so annoying, I don't know if you guys could recognise it, but it's definitely at the end now. I just feel like colds are never that bad, they just kind of annoy me. And I don't like it, I hate coughing so much. It's not really that I have a cough, I just like, I hate it. I just hate coughing. I don't know about you guys, but I'd rather sneeze like 100 million times a day than cough. But I think absolutely everyone is ill just now. So definitely a good time to talk about healthy eating. But of course, healthy eating is not the only aspect of, you know, not getting ill or, you know, whether or not you get colds or not. There's lots and lots of other factors, but that's not what we're talking about today. But I hope you guys had a really fantastic week. I'm trying to think what's been going on. I'm in the car today, I don't know if you guys can tell. I wonder if you can, if you're like an, an expert podcast listener, if you can tell if I'm in the car or not. But there is everyone in the house just now, so they're actually going, my mum and my brother are going away uh, to, well, they're going away on holiday tomorrow. Uh, and they're getting ready, so it's just hellhole in there, so the podcast was not happening in there. But yeah, so it's Saturday, what day is it today? Yeah, what, what time? So it's about quarter past four doing the podcast. Uh, I've been working all day. What have you guys been up to? You'll be listening to this on Sunday, but I hope you've had a nice Saturday. Anyway, so today I want to talk about um, chocolate. And if you listened to last week's podcast or saw last week's podcast about coffee, it kind of is like a part two, if not kind of on the same wavelength as that podcast. Coffee and chocolate are quite similar in in certain ways, not obviously in taste or texture or anything like that, but they have similar qualities and similar... um, not ingredients you kind of understand what I mean when I when I start to talk about it but they're kind of like in this similar type of thing and they have similar issues and again it's one that can be quite controversial I think most of the time with chocolate people think that it's a negative thing which to be fair most of the time it is but there are different ways that chocolate can be added to your diet that can be absolutely wonderfully healthy for you so there's loads of different things that I want to talk about today and I think that it's important not necessarily to concentrate on specific foods but I think especially ones that are really well consumed massively consumed and in and you know different types and I think it's important to kind of talk about that but just to preface this video I don't want anyone to think that concentrating on specific foods or specific drinks or whatever is going to make such a massive difference to your health either way so either extremes whether that's bad or good so it's really not about kind of hyper fixating on one thing really when it comes to a healthy diet it is a majority of different factors that play a role in what's happening in your body and it's definitely not usually the consumption of one thing it's probably more the combination of a bunch of different things but then again you know that combination can add up from singular foods and I think it's important to understand that chocolate can be used to be helpful but can also be used to be harmful to your body so it's important to kind of talk about something like that but it's interesting you know thinking about chocolate being the possibility of being good for you and yeah there is some some instances where it it is good for you and actually can be very very healthy for you so let's get into it let's talk about it what type of chocolate should we be eating and what type of chocolate should we be kind of avoiding 
so we all know what chocolate is obviously it's cacao mixed with sugar often milk also other additives so i mean the most common one is probably milk chocolate as well as you'll see dark chocolate as well as white chocolate you know there's so many different types of chocolate you have so many different things added into chocolate for the purpose of this video we're kind of talking about chocolate as itself so like a chocolate bar not necessarily like chocolate biscuits or kind of like anything chocolate related it's kind of more chocolate as in you'd bite off a square or have off some squares and that type of thing not necessarily like chocolate cake or you know like twixes or kit kat stuff like that so that's really what we're going to be talking about so really chocolate is probably the most widely consumed thing on the planet it's like an insanely insanely largely consumed thing it's annual global chocolate consumption in 2022 is expected to be around 7.5 tons 7.5 million tons so obviously that is an insanely large amount of chocolate to be consuming on a global scale and majority of that chocolate will be with lots of added sugar and milk and also in 2021 uh, different rates of chocolate grew by 23% over the past three years so chocolate consumption has been increasing steadily over time uh, I'm not really sure when it began you know increasing exponentially probably around about the time of the obesity epidemic and the westernization of different populations but that's definitely for another story but chocolate is widely consumed maybe not necessarily in chocolate bar form but in essentially in like especially in the uk biscuits and things like that I was looking at the that type of figures because uh, I was writing something for my PhD and I was looking at the consumption of, you know, confectionery in the UK and biscuits are the number one most widely consumed confectionery in the UK, which is just so funny. Like, it's, that's just the most British thing you'll ever hear. If you're from Britain, you'll probably be laughing at that. If you're not, then that is how seriously we take tea and biscuits. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty crazy that that was up there with like, even more than cake, even more than chocolate and other stuff as well it's pretty crazy so the the main component of chocolate is cacao which i'm sure we all know i'm sure we've always seen the plant that is originated from very different from how it started out but cacao is the main component of chocolate hence the name and also cacao powder so cacao powder can be really useful uh, in baking and it can also be quite good for you but that again is kind of on the same wavelength but cacao cacao <laughs> cacao can be super good for you it can there can be a lot of benefits to cacao especially if you can eating it in the plant that it's from but of course that is very very far removed from what we're eating in a chocolate bar say or even you know that type of plant is not necessarily widely available to the vast majority of people and plus I don't know I don't actually know what it tastes like I'd love to try it but I don't know what it tastes like I don't know if it tastes like chocolate or not or if it even is sweet I don't know I mean cacao is naturally bitter in nature so the cacao like cacao powder and stuff like that as well as dark chocolate we all know is to be quite bitter so that's essentially why sugar and milk was added to chocolate because it's naturally bitter taste which of course humans are quite likely to repel the taste of chocolate because of its bitter taste because bitter is particularly the bitter taste is particularly associated with survival mechanisms like toxins so the body first kind of before we knew much about plants and all we ate was plants really 
the bitter taste of say certain berries was indicative of toxins so we try to kind of avoid bitter tastes in in certain ways but this is what is so interesting about that is that there's a lot of addictive substances or possibly addictive substances that begin as bitter and that are bitter to consume so like coffee also obviously things like drugs they don't necessarily taste good and they usually are quite bitter which is super interesting to to think about that the bitter tasting that is associated with toxins is actually quite linked to uh, a lot of things we consume today that are addictive but whether there's a link there or not absolutely no idea I mean there don't think there's any research on that but it's an interesting thing to, to kind of talk about but cacao is very good for you I'll tell you the nutrients that are in it so it's rich in iron b6 especially magnesium you've probably heard of this before if you know anything about the nutrient content of chocolate it is especially rich in magnesium as well as calcium and fiber and protein and flavonoids so it can be really really useful if we're talking about cacao and cacao only but really why is it seen as unhealthy then if there's so many nutrients in chocolate why is it seen as so unhealthy well the additives is the simple question to that additives in chocolate is what causes the issue as well as the mass consumption and highly processed nature of chocolate so i think probably the majority of chocolate that you would buy in a shop is not necessarily good quality chocolate and it's not necessarily came from good quality cacao so that's another issue but if we're removing that issue it really is the additives so we we rarely eat 100% dark chocolate I mean or really even dark chocolate we mostly kind of consume milk chocolate or even white chocolate or different types of like cakes and all of that different type of stuff but especially if you're used to kind of milk chocolate and the you know the normal chocolate dark chocolate tastes insanely bitter and it can taste very very bitter but it's more particularly bitter if you're used to having sugar so this is kind of the issue is that people don't really like the taste of dark chocolate and dark chocolate is the one with most health benefits and really with the milk chocolate this is the issue with the milk chocolate that has got added sugar so when I'm talking about dark chocolate dark chocolate means less milk less sugar not necessarily all the time but it depends on the brand that you get and it depends on the ingredients list so have a look in your ingredients list on the chocolate you usually get and have a look to see if there's maybe better types of chocolate with less ingredients in there one good tip is always not even just with chocolate just when buying food that is packaged is to look at the ingredients and see how long the ingredients list actually is because that ingredients list can be quite indicative of what type of different things are in there and also how healthy it is going to be for you so especially if those ingredients are hard to pronounce or you've never heard of them before it's usually not the best idea to be consuming a lot of this or you know regularly but it'd be a much healthier world if everyone was obsessed with 100% dark chocolate because that is literally just cacao that has been created into a chocolate bar and not uh, milk chocolate normal chocolate that has milk and sugar and lots of other different things added in there so it that would be you know amazing but it's not necessarily the case that there is you know this type of dark chocolate widely available and i love 100% dark chocolate and i think i've given this to a few people and i mean yeah it is bitter i mean i wouldn't sit and eat 
you know, five squares or like even more than that of 100% dark chocolate because it is better. But in putting things or like in like porridge or in like small quantities, it tastes really, really good and it is really nutrient dense, which can be really good. And if you are someone who's seen 100% dark chocolate, I mean, it's pretty unheard of to most people. You get them sometimes in M&S and sometimes in Sainsbury's, I've found them in there. But a lot of the time you can get it online. But it actually is a super nice thing, especially if you're not having any sugar, if you don't eat sugar like me. It is, it's nice to be able to have that kind of chocolatey taste. But I also use cacao powder as well, but you've got to be careful with what ones you get with cacao powder. But it, it's super interesting that that bitter taste, which is, you know, the initial kind of reaction to 100% dark chocolate, it goes away over time. You know, my taste buds have 1 million percent changed over time by not having any refined sugar. I'm much more tolerant to bitter tastes now, and that's kind of just what happens. It's similar to salt. When you stop adding so much salt to foods, that also happens as well. It becomes quite, uh, it, the too much salt becomes quite intolerable to people especially maybe if you're not used to having processed foods kind of that type of processed food might shock you about how salty it is so it's quite interesting how your taste buds change depending on what you eat and this happens with chocolate so maybe if you find dark chocolates like 100% dark chocolate somewhere buy it give it a go try it see what you think and uh you know try it over and over again because there's a really interesting phenomenon in the body where we first take something in and it's bitter, the body's like, oh, I don't know about that, because they're slightly worried that it's toxic. But if you consume it over and over again, there's no way your body will decide it doesn't like it, because you're actively telling your body that it's not a toxin, and it doesn't have any adverse complications associated with it. So if you keep eating a food that you don't like, or you think tastes bad, that will go over way over time. Obviously, that's kind of rubbish, but uh, it's it can be useful if there's a food that you find that you like really want to eat more of. So, a good example of this is kale, uh, because obviously kale is quite bitter. Like if you've ever sat and ate like a bit of raw kale, it's so hard, so chewy, and very bitter to eat. But it's so nutrient dense. So if you can find a way to eat kale that you enjoy, over time it'll get more tolerable to you, which will be amazing for your well-being if you can make sure you're getting those really dark leafy greens in there. But this is a thing that I was posting on Instagram, I think I posted a couple of days ago, about colour in fruits and vegetables as well as even other things, they, the dark rich colour of say red onions for say, uh, per se is uh, more nutrient rich than the white onions because they have compounds in them that create that red colour are also really nutrient rich for us to consume. So if we take that to chocolate, chocolate is also very dark in colour as well as coffee. These are two bit, both really really important nutrient dense sources of antioxidants which we can use for a healthy diet. So there's when you look at colour, it's kind of in it kind of shows you the nutrients, which is super interesting because if you take it back to thousands of years ago, we ate with our eyes, you know, we looked at plants, decided if they were good for us or not. So it kind of takes us back to our roots a little bit, which is nice. But as you all know, I am doing my PhD in sugar addiction. So I've been looking at all the literature right now about kind of chocolate in particular, as well as also sugar. But I kind of went into a little rabbit hole about chocolate and whether or not that was particularly addictive, which is super interesting. I found some research on chocolate producing psychoactive effects on the brain. So that's kind of like drugs. 
um, you know, drugs have psychoactive effects on the brain. And it, it's really interesting. There's been two studies done that have been quite similar, quite a quite difference in time as well. I think one was 2011 and the next one was in 2019 and they both found very similar results. And it's very interesting because chocolate has a few different compounds in it that have actually been shown by some research to be addictive so or even psychoactive. So chocolate like well cacao in particular has a thing called theobromine in it as well as caffeine as we know Uh, and we know caffeine to be addictive we also know that theobromine can cause dopamine release in the brain which we know can be some kind of indication of addiction or that substance may be somewhat addictive but again not very conclusive of that but we do know that there is some research to suggest that as well as fat and sugar and as well as it being very highly palatable so chocolate has a lot of different things going on for it that can make it highly highly addictive and if we think about all the different things all the different desserts and confectionery that has chocolate in it I mean it's pretty massive so I was kind of going through this rabbit hole because this is kind of what PhD is you just kind of go into like these like what if rabbit holes and see if there's any literature on it so I did that and yeah it it kind of kind of suggests that you know chocolate may be highly addictive however some other research also found that kind of mild, mild relief from chocolate cravings was also found in white chocolate without cacao in it which didn't have any theobromine or caffeine which was interesting but it was only a mild relief from the chocolate cravings so it may just be that sugar or fat or a combination of both or even the fact that it's just so highly palatable and people love the taste that might be what's making it so addictive but I feel like it could also be sugar or fat and also maybe a combination of these things but I don't know if you guys think that chocolate's addictive I mean if you gave me a bar of chocolate like I remember you guys aren't gonna think that I am lying about this but in first year of uni so when I was what 12 I literally went to the co-op for lunch and you'd get like I don't know like a roll and then I literally would get a whole bar of galaxy chocolate like the bar like you know like the family bars and just eat that entire thing for lunch like what the heck was going on in my mind and my 12 year old mind but I literally just did that you know once a week like what kind of insane like it's just insane like looking at that then and kind of like now it's just madness maybe I just ate enough chocolate <laughs> in my 12 in my 12 year of life and uh didn't eat any more <laughs> the rest of it uh yeah it's funny but I would definitely say that that chocolate is particularly addictive I mean I don't really find sweets to be really moorish but things like chocolatey stuff I think can be really moorish like that so let me know what you think if you think that chocolate is addictive or that you can't stop eating it because I totally get that if you can't it's one of the massive reasons why I stopped eating sugar was because I found it so difficult to kind of moderate it and obviously this is what's led me down this path of of researching it but anyway so let's talk about it then is chocolate actually good for you then you know what is the conclusion so yes and no it kind of depends so I think we've probably gathered from this podcast already it depends on which chocolate you eat and that's really the fundamental takeaway from this if you're having really cheap chocolate that has milk and sugar and other additives in it it's probably not the best idea to consume regularly totally fine in moderation so maybe once every month or you know maybe even more than that if it's very small but it definitely isn't something we should be consuming regularly 
all although kind of dark chocolate or even you know really dark chocolate and not necessarily 100 percent with little sugar but of course the 100% dark chocolate is definitely better. can be fundamental part of a healthy diet, 100%. I mean, it can be really useful because of all those nutrients that it's rich in, particularly magnesium. Magnesium is quite a deficient nutrient in the population and dark chocolate can be a really, really great source of that, especially if you're someone who does a lot of exercise. Magnesium is really important for that as well as recovery from exercise. So it's really, really important a lot can go wrong when we're deficient in magnesium so having dark chocolate can be really useful for that but another thing about dark chocolate as well it's not really really moorish you know you can have a couple squares and be quite happy with that like you wouldn't be able to just binge eat an entire bar so it can be really useful i would always say give the 100 percent a go uh, but if you absolutely hate it maybe stick with 90 percent or you know something like that or put it in things you know it's, it's super good in like banana bread and stuff because obviously there's a little bit of sweetness from banana and also the other components of the bread so it's actually quite good and stuff like that but give it a go try the 100 percent dark chocolate you know see what you think of it because i actually think it it tastes really nice um definitely didn't think that the first time i tried it but it does taste of course very chocolatey but it's just not got that sweetness so it is bitter but if you put it in things it, it tastes really really good uh i like the brand mizuma i think it's called there's also a few other brands out there as well you can have a look online amazon does loads of them as well as m&s and sainsbury's but give it a go but even if you don't want to go there, just get some really dark chocolate. You'll get that anywhere, you know, 90% chocolate. And get the benefits of all those nutrients as well as not having a massive sugar and fat hit. But really, it just depends. It just depends on what chocolate you are consuming and how much of it. Which is the main takeaway is that try not to consume a large amount of chocolate with loads of sugar in it with loads of fat added to it try to consume darker chocolates for the nutrient benefits and don't go crazy don't over consume the chocolate i mean it's kind of okay if it's 100 percent or even really close to that but you just wouldn't want to eat that much of it because it's so rich and it's so i don't know how to describe it you'd have to kind of you have to give it a go but that this is the challenge for you is to find some dark chocolate and 100 percent dark chocolate and give it a go and tell me if you like the chocolate or not because i feel like some people would like it i mean it depends it depends on you know kind of what type of food you like but yeah give it a go and tell me how you feel and or even just get some darker chocolate than you usually get and and have that instead and try to get some of the nutrients from those chocolates as well as you know not having so much sugar but yeah it's it's very like a dependent question but it is nice to know that chocolate can play an important role in a healthy diet in some way um but yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast you can also make uh hot chocolate with 100% dark chocolate and milk and it's pretty good Uh, so yeah give it a go tell me what you think because chocolate can be great just depends on what one uh, unfortunately (laughs) but yes I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and I may have something very very exciting next week happening um, for the podcast but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it but there might be something happening next week which would be really really exciting but anyway i will let you all go thank you so much for listening and i will see you all next week bye